Welcome to the podcast about Tarantino's uh, Hateful Eight, <laughs> uh, which is Tarantino's eighth movie that he made, and it stars uh, Samuel Jackson, it stars uh, uh, Bruce Dern, it stars... What else did it star? Uh, it stars Michael Madsen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh was was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what else? Um, Kurt Russell, of course. Mm. I forgot to mention. Mm. And then other people, and Tim Roth, of course. <laughs> yes. A, lo- a lot of uh, the the normal actors for Tarantino's movie, and surprisingly many also that I didn't recognize. Like, there was a lot of these regulars, but then there was a lot of people that I haven't really noticed in other movies, which is really nice. Mm. Um, And now, thinking about last, afterwards, I have a hard time actually calculating, like, which actually were the hateful eight characters of the movie. Uh, Can we reveal it here? No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know, (laughs) but but there is a, a lot more characters of and hate in yes. the movie and I'm not sure like which were supposed to be the hateful I I think that bunch, like. I think that the hateful eight is the film is the movie itself because it's yeah, the eighth uh, film of Tarantino so it's the hateful movie. eight it's not the eight yeah it's the hateful movie of yes <laughs> yes <laughs> So it's like it's a kind of a pun. He loves puns himself. Mm-hmm. So it's also the name is a pun. You think like, like every a, time. You think it's like a reaction to to the people's opinions about Tarantino these days? You never can guess with Tarantino what's going on, but I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it would sound kind of uh, um, logical, and also because. Like the, there is a weird history with this movie that the, the script was leaked. Ah, uh, that was the one. This yeah, this is the movie. Yeah. And, and then he promised to not make the movie, and now and then he did make it's the movie. anyway. Yeah, and got and, angry in the meanwhile. And it feels like yeah, it had to. He had to do it anyway because it's the eighth movie, so he couldn't make something else as the eighth movie. And it's delicious subject, delicious movie. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't give it up. I can understand him very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and do you? But and then he, uh, there was some actors that he gave the script to, uh, and it was uh, rumored. Like the thing was that the rumor was that uh, it was supposedly like, of course we don't know, but that it was supposedly Bruce Dern who leaked the script, oh. which would, it was. It's kind of weird. Uh, thing even to think about and I don't know who, like I was thinking about them all the time when I was looking at actors like who was the guy who ah, I forgot that I, um, I saw it without thinking yeah it kind of gave an extra funny mystery to the whole movie because they, there is a mystery in the, in the movie and then there is a um, uh, a mystery about the background and the whole thing about the movie and um do you like? Uh, and I'm not sure, like, if they were actually uh, still the same actors that Tarantino uh, gave yeah. the script to, because well, most of mm. them were the same. And I 
uh, how I know Tarantino, I think is like how I understood it is that he writes scripts for actors, like like certain actors in mind, and then he he wants to have them on the yeah. movie, and, and it's very like, it's like understand- Jackie Brown, for example, is very it's understandable. Mm. Yeah, Tim Roth was exactly Tim Roth. Couldn't be anybody else, and yeah, Michael Madsen like was Michael Madsen. Mm. Who else? And Samuel Jackson and Kirk Russell, all, all of them. But um, and Bruce Dern, could, who could be like that? Yeah, he was perfect. Mm. And I, I want to like start the, the uh, little bit set up like uh, started. Uh, our discussion with a little bit of like story about how we saw the movie because we we actually saw it in a very interesting atmosphere like setting because and it kind of gave extra uh, color to the experience because we the, the movie happens in the snow on yeah, the mountains in, in, in somewhere far in a away blizzard. yeah in a blizzard and it hap- and the ho- and, um, and most of the movie happens inside this cabin yes which is like you can feel the cold and the air just comes in and they all a lot of effort was done to to show how horrible it's outside it's impossible to mm. move there yeah a lot of effort was done yeah. with that and and we uh, it happens to be that we saw this movie in in Espo in uh, Big Apple and there uh, on that day there was there was like a huge blizzard in Espo and it was really cold and it was really tough to walk outside and we walked to the mall and to the cinema and it it, it was like it the blizzard in the movie how we and, and the, the, it was late in the night and the front of the mall was locked and we had to find a way inside to the mall <laughs> from the back and it was like this huge like adventure that we had to do to just in order to find like the whole mall was closed except for the cinema mm. the cinema was open so but it was closed so the cinema was open so how do you get into the cinema and so we had to like find our way into the back of the of the whole building and finally walk it, we got in and then when we were watching the movie the, we uh, we like you already warned me when we sat down that it gets really cold in the in the cinema room during and the three hours. Three hours of watching a movie, and indeed, like it got really, yeah. I started to get chilly while watching it, so I had to put my like jacket over me as a blanket, and I started to feel really like the people in the movie, like who were going around in blankets. Yeah, they were all the time covering <laughs> themselves with blankets and trying to get warm and. And I started to have this capping atmosphere, mm. you know, like a little bit cold and you try to warm yourself with this blanket. And that was perfect. It was and like it, the most perfect setting to watch this movie. Like. Yeah, and in fact, uh, this that day yesterday, it was a normal, n- a nice day. Mm. No snow in the daytime mm. outside. And uh, it came... The blizzard came here in Espo just before the movie. <laughs> so all was covered in we went in snow going yeah. in the blizzard. So just for the movie. It was all arranged and today it's all gone. Mm. <laughs> Unbelievable. So 
Yeah, it was kind of game. Like, it was a perfect moment to see. It was for us. Mm. <laughs> but maybe. But okay, let's, so let's we keep, let's go into yeah, hateful eight. Let's, let's keep in, so in the I want eight. to. I want to first of all to say about the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first, of, first of all, the texts. He loves this text. Uh, Tarantino always is. He don't hide his ego. He don't hide his proudness of himself. He pl- puts all through Django, Django, Django. <laughs> was it was wonderful, and it also it it, it Django and Kill Bill and all what he has done. So now also and. Uh, it's from the old times, from technical or mm. films, all that. I love yeah, it. I d- but I don't think it's a gold thing. Like, it's like you said, it's technical or style. It's brave. It's a, I feel it's, it's like brave. A, it's yeah, but Wes Anderson is as egoistic in that sense, because if you just talk about style... No, I don't mean ego, in fact. I say it's just ego because he don't hide his proudness of his work. So it's yeah, good he it's don't style. hide. It's well. Yeah, it, 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 the point, I think, is that he's comfortable. Yeah, and he's he's confident. Yeah, he's confident about his style, mm. and it really shines through that he's all throughout the movie. He has like this tight grip on what he wants to do, mm. and that makes no, it a very strong movie. But uh, but it's so different. What my point was that it's so different than, for instance, Michael Haneke. Michael Haneke does every time on his films or Woody Allen that they start in black and the texts are white. And it's so boring. It's so boring. <laughs> yeah. It's so horribly boring. Even if I love his films, their films, I love them. Mm. But so boring, I hate it. But they has to stand it through. But on the other hand, Tarantino doesn't do, do it that for us. He starts from wonderfully from the beginning. You can, like Almodovar, mm. you can enjoy it from the first step. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Almodovar also. Even if they are equally good uh, directors, they mm-hmm. do differently. But the beginning, beginning, what I want to say, is this, um, it starts from the wooden cross of Jesus in, mm. the, in the snow. And it's not standing straight, it's standing in the, in the uh, snow. Mm. And that reminds me, I don't know, it surely is a point to some film somewhere, it is full, his f- films are full of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, personally, it, uh, my little experience of all the films, so it uh, shows uh, the spaghetti western. Like, now we are in uh, western, and it's so dramatic, because we have this, cr- this crucifix, a huge crucifix in the beginning, poor Jesus there, and something is coming now. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti Western is coming. <laughs> so, and anyway, then we are in a grandiosa snow blizzard in the mountains of of the wild bunch of people who are Westerners somehow. Mm-hmm. They come with stagecoach and uh, they are Westerners with a lot of guns. Everybody has guns here and there. And <laughs> even if they throw them in the in the outhouse, in, in yeah, the it was like the stupidest idea ever. And you have a lot of stupidest ideas of ever. He, he's done it by purpose. I'm sure everyone, everything was by purpose. So we start with that, and he starts very slow. 
no slow that uh, crucifix. Yeah. I was thinking that this is endless. I'm seeing yeah. that crucifix, so <laughs> let's go on. But no, he has a point. Title. Yeah. Yeah, he for the titles to kind of just yeah, around yeah, he did that. It was the titles, but, but it was in the same time, mm, like, mm. yeah. Dino did that in the youth and in the other films also, that he has a picture and then uh, all this. No, but um, for me, differently interesting. But this crucifix, and then <laughs> endless, 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 and then he goes away from it to the bigger picture. Mm. Then we see the coach coming. Unbelievable how like, they had to come really far away, and it, like it's the timing of it and everything. It's mm. so beautiful how, mm. how it just comes. And it was a. But do you do? It uh, set the set. I will ask you like an obvious question: Is that mm. do you think that there is a? It's obvious. Do you, do you think there is a religious undertone to it? Because we see Jesus' crucifixion in the beginning, and it's this dramatic horror music of Marigold. No, I think not. Do you think that it gives any kind of symbolical framing to it? That that is is it like that we are watching this hateful light in this cabin, and then there is like this kind of uh, higher morale uh, judgments. Them. Yeah, in the like, frame of Jesus, in the Christianity well, let's say, or something. Let's say in the sense of like, because as a viewer, mm. we are not there in, mm. the, in that scene. Mm. In a way, we are, let's say, the God's eye. We are there, but we are not there. We are just observing these people and we are actually judging them mm. ourselves. And we are, we are actually like... Um, and the whole uh, kind of many many ways of how the movie plays out is kind of commentary about us watching it, you know, and about yeah. commentary about mm. the con- the concepts of American history and and uh, the and what it is today, uh, America and uh, United States. And so, would you would you think that in a way that we are kind of the God's hand watching? this event unfolding kind of like what the Jesus represents in the beginning it, that is uh, one view t- of seeing that mm. feel, that movie but I think not I think it still is for me it's like um, the westerns in Italy uh, Sergio Leone and he Trantino is faithful follower of Sergio Leone I think mm. and that this presents life. Jesus' death there presents, this is the life, and now we are going to see it. That's what, for me, yeah. but uh, there are different ways to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, but for me also, it, it felt very like, just kind of setting the the atmosphere and the, the setting, like, because it, you see this dark, um, uh, worn-out wood, of Jesus Christ mm. crucifixion, and you see that it's covered in snow mm. and in this blizzard, and he's suffering. Uh, yeah, he's suffering. Face. So it's kind of the image itself kind of sets the whole mm. rest of the movie, and like blood and <laughs> sacrifice and the old wood that is everywhere. Everything is old wood and metal, mm. and then the the, the, snow. the huge suffering in life. And yeah. We, we see, to see. yeah. So then afterwards we go and we have a beautiful uh, winter view of sunny 
sunny winter there in the mountains. And then comes this, the stagecoach is going up the hill and there's a, we go see from far away this sunny snow. It's wonderfully beautiful, this this uh, scenery. And uh, any Morricone's music comes in the same time and sets this rolling thing there. It's yeah, and, and drama, opera. Yeah, in that sense, I have to talk about uh, Morricone's music, which was for me like one of the best things about the whole movie. Like, yes, I, I remember when I, when I was expecting the movie to come out and I was very skeptic about it mm. because of my dislike of Young Jan Jane's Oh, I liked it. Yeah, and, and this is a oh. known thing that you like it a oh, lot, and I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, and I like the I, I've, I've original Django also. I did. I like. I really like the original mm. Django. I, I've, I've written you emails about how much I dislike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and we should have a talk about that. But this mm. so hateful eight for me is like a new, like. New rising. Yeah, new trial. Like because when I heard that Tarantino would make another western, I was like, okay, you can have another chance. And now, now just don't screw it up. And the and then I was even more. I I, I was kind of skeptic, but then I started to get excited if I hear that Morricone is going to make mm. the music, which is just unbelievable. Mm. And it and the interesting thing about it is that it's the supposedly the unused material from the thing. John Carpenter, to which uh, Morricone had made the, music. the movie called Thing. The Thing. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. John Carpenter's horror movie, masterpiece, mm. Mm. and one of the uh, one of the inspirations for the Hateful Eight. It so looks like it was a hor- it, it, horror it, it, film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, and the music uh, itself, uh, it just like. It, I could I, all the time when I was watching the movie, I was just thinking like this would fit so well to the team. This is really good horror music mm. that he's he's written, and it works out so well in this movie. It's really like in this hateful eight. In this hateful yeah. eight, because of of the because it really starts slowly mm. and it evolves slowly, and it's just yeah. dialogue and it's like this theatrical play, but with the music it plays out really well because the. The thing is that it uh, like raises the atmosphere. Yeah, it, it raises all the time it raises the tension, and that something is going a level to up yeah. more and one level and that, turns. That works second. really well. Yeah, and I loved it when it came really loud. Mm. It's, you can only see it in theater mm. when you have this loud. I, I just it was this an ecstasy to see hear that mm. music is so loud. So that's what I liked about the movie was like. I don't. Re- I really don't like when people say that movies are too long. Like this movie, what I. I, some, I also. <laughs> some people have been saying in, when they are reviewing instead, like it's slightly too long. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like that's just a weird well, way of good, talking about movies. Yeah, like, good it, that Tarantino doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> I, to me, it, it's not really like that. It's too long, but and like. This could cut out, and this that could cut out. What I wanted to say about it, like that, it's more about does it work? Mm. You know, like mm. if 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 it doesn't work, then it just doesn't work. Yeah, like, but this works. Yeah, we can. We can. I I felt it worked. I never felt like I'm bored. 
or second. Yeah. It was so I, enticing. That's the thing with me. I was like, I the the I didn't have any problem with the length. I didn't actually notice that it was mm. a long, like it was a long movie, but I I I've seen like. Ludwig, seen? Ludwig the second with four hours <laughs> of the oath. I mean, <laughs> wonderful, I, wonderful. I, I mean, like, I didn't feel like like it was a long movie, but you are just there to like um, to go into the story and everything. And I didn't have a problem when it when the events were starting to unfold more and more, mm. and we started to learn mm. more about them and everything. I didn't have a problem with the slow pace. Mm. of the movie itself because it was actually quite there was something actually amazing to see first of all like I didn't have a problem with it because of Ernio Morricone's music and the tension mm. yeah. that it it works better than you just go into everything you know like you just go into action and mm. things it, you, like the, one of the best horror movies are when you create tension mm. to it. and this actually plays out really well like as a horror you know, yeah, just it's a horror attention. movie, right? Yeah, in a yeah. way, it's weird. It's yeah, even though there's a western, which is a horror movie. Yeah, it's really, really. There's a lot of weird stuff in it. Like mm. in, in, in he in put everything. He cooked a big, me, a big pot of yeah, it's like stew, a like pot. the cooking the stew in the film. <laughs> yeah. And only it's a, it's related because it's only Tarantino can make this pot stew. <laughs> Everyone can recognize it. Yeah, and, and that's that's the. That's the beauty of the, the genius of Kill Bill. Like that's the ultimate pot. That's one of the all movies in the whole world. Kill Bill is the is the the, the essential cooking pot. In the, you've never seen so much things put together in yeah. movies. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Have you seen Kill Bill? I've seen ten times, maybe. Oh ah, yeah, but <laughs> if if we stay in, in the hateful life, I so um, much love that. Uh, and all. Woman here. What, what I wanted to say about the also why why I kind of liked it mm. was that in a way I it it felt really nice to see Tarantino to kind of slow down and just like because okay he has like a lot of to set the dialogue. table like yeah he kind of like s- takes it time to kind of introduce her not just dialogue. But just to kind of how he introduces how they move the in the in the cabin from side yeah, to side yeah, and, and they change theater. the it's a theater and it I was really, a theater and I really like the theater I loved it also it, it, it gives you this really nice way of cinema because you because I was all the time thinking like this could work out brilliantly and I on maybe, a stage yeah and I it could be that they are making it into a stage play I'm not sure but how will they it, uh, vomit imagine. the blood in the stage it should and oh. shooting and everything I don't know but mm. but it, it it works out really well but then the cinematic camera angles yeah that's a different thing and it it's it very interesting to to it's, it's a very challenging thing it's very interesting to to how to uh, use a three-dimensional space because yeah. in the end yeah, it's, it. it's a cabin and uh, we all the time we are moved from place to place to look at it from different sides mm. and yeah. the people move mm. only Bruce Tern stays in one place yeah and, and, and Tarantino has this very stylish way also to place his yeah. camera he likes sometimes. that like he, yeah. he can he, he, he can create yeah. he can bring <laughs> very cinematic approach to a theater mm. setting which is nice also in a way mm. 
And then the colors. I just love it when this uh, um, Samuel Jackson he had this uh, cape with the yellow inside mm-hmm. and he's a lot of moving his hands so you can see the yellow and by yeah. purpose and yeah. <gasps> and the white yeah. and the gloves. The gloves were yeah, a big yeah. part in the I whole movie. Some had black, black gloves yeah. and uh, some of them had white gloves yeah. and the woman also had white gloves mm-hmm. and so on. It's mm-hmm. a lot of symbolic and they, they show them a lot. Mm-hmm. And very slowly one took away. Mm-hmm. All the time they do things which are very slow and we have to follow just like, mm-hmm. no. And I'm not bored anyway. It's kind of a yes. theater. But, you know, this uh, Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. I was so, he is the one I was bored with. But in the end I, I'm not bored of anything I say I don't, I'm not bored of anything in that movie but Kurt Russell with his talking he didn't change his tone of voice he just tell this thing and uh, all them talk 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 everything he does he tells 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 was so bored that uh, what this man can't shut up or whatever and, but it had a purpose it was the stage mm. so for me, miracle in this can I uh, miracle in this film was that how it was built. I thought first that uh, okay, I'm endless looking at this uh, crucifix and then the stage goes and then they are uh, hammering the door closed all the slow time, motion. slow motion yeah. and the hammering and no, no, everybody's out, no, but more nails and so on. And every time, again and again and again. And so, so we are sure that it's a horrible storm outside. So it had to be. And it takes a lot of, it takes in real time. And then they move from one side. It was all calculated to perfection, 100% perfection, the way they moved, who walked where and how, and how they came in to tell who they are and everything. And Kurt Russell was part of it, he had to be. So after I realized that, okay, this is not only the whole movie, it's not about Kurt Russell talking. It happens also other things. It was um, a wonderful revelation for me that that's a good thing. That the way Kurt Russell talked. Ah. <laughs> what do you mean? First, I'm telling you, this is idiotic, and I'm so bored with everything. But it was a good thing. It was needed there. I trust Tarantino. He does hundred percent everything. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So you feel like it had a point. It had a point. Why he? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Kauris Mackie, which endless uh, talking. Uh, what you call it, monotonous, yeah. monotonous talking, but it has a point. But in that sense, like, Madison was the same. Who? Madison. Ah, Madeline. Michael Madison. Madison, yeah, he, he was the same. Like, he they also all had were the same. Very sim- passive way of... And yeah. Tim Roth yeah. had this... Yeah. Tim Roth was talking in his way, but also it was artificial whole thing was artificial. Everything they made up there was artificial. Yeah. I was sometimes like uh, expecting Tim Roth to just fake that he's English, but in the end he was really English. Yeah. It was still fake. <laughs> <but it> was <laughs> that was the thing about a lot of things in this movie is totally fake. Yeah. There's, there's this authenticity yeah. about the cabin, that it's a real storm, 
mm. real Katniss, but everything else is totally yeah. fake. Violence is fake, and the characters yeah. are fake, and the dialogue is and fake. It's and exaggerated. The story is fake. It's exaggerated because the way they take away the guns from him and put it in a bucket and throw it in the pool, in the pool house, and it's exaggerated. It's horribly exaggerated. All of it. The whole of it. But it's needed. Somehow it all comes together. He never loses a point. Mm. Never. He's, it's, it's a wondrous person. Mm. I think that the movie was marvelous. Mm. Just marvelous. I, I kind of like... Yeah, if, if, if I'm uh, allowed to say... Are we going to really reveal something? Because... Um, we, we could say that we are going to like reveal. say spoilers, like mm. we are going to just talk openly about it, or we don't like how, it's well, a matter of how, how much you think you can talk about it without spoiling too much about the story. Because in the middle it turns, it turns a full circle that's upside that's down. That's the interesting thing about me, like when I went to see the movies, that I didn't know really anything what mm. could happen. Yeah. You know, like anything could happen. So yeah. I was very excited to see what unfolds. Yeah. You know, like it's really good. I could just and everybody has such a, so many potential about what what is their motive and what they could do mm. and what is the real reason behind mm. well anything because in the in the beginning there really isn't any real like let's say MacGuffin like center mm. point. Mm. The whole point is like, okay, this one guy... It looks like that woman there. Yeah, but, but in the end, mm. I was, it, it kind of somehow forces it to be, like, to expect that it's about the woman, but in the beginning, there's no indication that, that it's just Kurt Russell who wants to have them, and it's all about his stubbornity, that... Stubbornity? Stubborn... Uh, stubbornness. Stubbornness that... <laughs> thanks. Stubbornness that he don't want anybody to have... My woman, I'm going to bring him to justice uh, to be hanged because I'm a hangman. It's and, and, and that's that's the whole his motive. But yeah, in the beginning, anybody could be anybody. Yeah, anybody so could be. No yeah, real it's story a, but it's, a, it's just these people but in the it, cabin. It makes a great excitement. It yeah, makes great. Is it's uh, the what do you call it? Uh, it's just like. The, whole the tension. Th yeah, and that's the whole... Like, Who the whole is coming there with that uh, The whole beginning of light. the movie is just... It's the, like... Like I said, there's no real centerpiece or like real reason. Like... Like... Uh, a story, mm. in a way. There is no... It's just introducing characters and the setting, mm. in a way. There's no real like... Uh, uh, yeah, well... Well, how would you say? The, like, the, the, the whole beginning of the movie is just Western atmosphere where everybody is tensive mm. and holding a gun on each other mm. just because who, who are, who, whoever they are and why and, mm. and because everything is such a delicate uh, uh, situation in that time. Yeah. And it just wants to show this, that... You know, when you you go to into a cabin in a blizzard, it's not so simple. Like anybody can be your enemy, and you can you are you have to watch mm. your back, and nobody is safe. Mm. And that seems to be the whole like main part of the like beginning of the movie. It's just to set this 
atmosphere of that anybody mm. is enemy to each but other and nobody th- trusts each, each other. Yeah. But, 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 but Tarantino's uh, quality is that he's cooking a really mixed up pot. Yeah. Always. He puts hundreds of things into it and even then all these uh, things from other movies a lot and all kinds of things. And he insists putting opposite each other this idea of the racial thing, black and white. Yeah. That's his thing also. Yeah. He put that even, mm-hmm. the spice into it. And that's a big part of it. Yeah. And he turns it upside down all the time. That uh, how would you think, like when um, Samuel Jackson tells about this uh, boy he took? Uh, now I'm revealing this, but I'm not revealing all of it. But the man, young man, whom he took out in this horrible cold naked, as a uh, torture, torturing yeah, him for two story. hours, and be, yeah. he, he didn't kill him uh, just like that takes him out in the as a, and we see him naked going there. By the way, it was and beautiful imagery. Yeah. I loved it. Beautiful. I really thought it was one of the most beautiful Yeah, the, there's, the thing in this film is that you can laugh at horrible things, just horrible things, and you can just laugh. And you can, it's, it's kind of absurd. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he makes it by purpose. So anyway, when you see that black man, Samuel Jackson, takes this white man, or the boy, the young man there out. So what he turns it like, it's like Tarantino turned it upside down. It's not the white man taking the black one, mm-hmm. like he did. they did actually. Mm-hmm. So he shows that this is this, is this way it's feeling. Mm-hmm. That's how it's feeling for white people mm. and the black people know how it's feeling mm. because it's, so he's done, doing that in a lot of places in that film yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I say it now here because mm-hmm. he's doing it in a lot yeah, of places yeah. he's like in other movies. incredible it's, it's wonderful how he makes us see what is to be black and what is to be white and he's insisting it if we are living in we are now in Finland where there is not this racial uh, so much is no black and white thing. America is dealing with it, with what they've done. So, but anyway, we are feeling. Mm-hmm. So he's doing. I think he's doing it that for America more than for mm-hmm. rest of the world. She's, yeah, it's American. He's dealing with American consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's his business. It's like his business. He took it his business. It's it's. Yeah. R- I I I like all of it. What he's doing. Mm. He's so brave. It's. I think it's incredible that this black man comes to the cabin and he, he waits. He sets the set. First the white ones are in and so on, and the black is in the stable taking the horses. Mm. This summer. And he comes, part of, some of them don't know that he's going to be black. Mm-hmm. So he comes in, and then it's like mixing up the pot. It's, um, he's, he's a master of script. Yeah. <laughs> but there's good actors also, like. Yeah. Don't you think so? And uh, well, all those surprises. 
Well, like, I, I, I think it's a very interesting, like, point or, like, the theme about that this film seems to have so much commentary, <laughs> so yeah. much conceptualizing yeah. ideas about the history of America and about saying something about uh, current times. About uh, modern America. Yeah, it says about now, uh, yeah, the moment. Uh, in a way, like it, it really, it seems to be like the whole movie wants to be like a social uh, uh, commentary mm. about how how uh, America works, mm. how how um, how America, like the United States, how it has evolved, and what what is the basics of mm. the social community and. Mm. Uh, structure of the I think States. he softens it by putting it in this cabin in the mountains no, no, and no, not no. in the middle of New York. No, no, so like, like, you mean like it's, it's highly symbolical, like it's it's this cut out nowhere, mm. let's say the blizzard, and then there's this cabin. It's kind of like Dogville of Lars von Trier. You create or the bus stop of Marilyn Monroe. Mm, yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, this kind of uh, mm. movies. And and you you have this one cabin and this cabin represents the bubble like the, the mm. cosmos the universe like mm. the whole setting is of course like but that's obvious like yeah, these are mm. obvious mm. and then but and then the and then the this whole commentary starts to come into play by how the characters start to relate to each other how they mm. how what is their relation and also the whole uh, the whole. Kind of uh, violent uh, justice in hand uh, yeah. uh, status of those people in that time. It, it feels like it's a perfect period to comment about America because it's such a violent uh, period. Like, like all these things that Tarantino, what I'm, what he's saying, and all this, like in Dan Django Unchained, and all this, there's a lot of uh, background to it. And mm. there's a lot of like he reveals reveals a lot of historical details about what what has been happening in America that we don't really want to talk about, and it's also too hard for people mm. to accept and to see them mm. in that moment, like the whole uh, the slavery, the, and so yeah, the slavery yeah. and the racism, and and people are criticizing a lot about the use of nigger in his movies, which to me feels very normal because it's normal in that time. It's it's as normal in if you see a Nazi movie on how they are racist they can choose yeah. and it's hard to yeah. see but mm. it's okay. It's unbelievable to see that like in that time it would be so common to just kill others. Yeah, and everybody has a gun. It's absurd. Yeah, that's that what I want to say. And that's the thing about the movie. That's what I want to say. That it's uh, fascinating how he points that gun business to us in a way that in the beginning when they have this. But Kurt Russell in the stagecoach and comes this uh, Samuel Jackson, he has to go very spectacularly a few uh, steps away, put the guns down on the on this rock or something, and then he can talk. And same happens to this sheriff man. He has to put his gun away and put uh, come and so that's a that's the a symbol of it, of the whole thing. Mm. 
Like you can't talk to a person without putting your gun in first away. So that's how are the contacts. So yeah. otherwise you could kill anybody in just any minute, so you have to be careful. Yeah. And even more other things in that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a kind of a symbol of communication. Yeah, yeah. This part. And, this it feels, and it feels like it's also like the way people have started to learn to deal with each other. Mm. You know, like, like the They're whole... Like Like because kindergarten because what we are seeing in the cabin is a whole set of the south, the northern, white, yes. black, and Mexicans all together, which is like the whole basis of America. And also, like okay, small uh, dialogue about Indians. Yeah, so it's just slightly in the background, like actually, which is actually like yeah. And then yeah. why my Tarantino is not making movies about Indians? Like, yeah. Like, it's all about... So, and then they all like eat the same stew in those wooden bowls. Yeah, and, and English, of course, like the oh, yeah. character mm. in relation with, with England in that sense. Like, it's all very obvious, but it's all very, like, um, like a study of, mm. of, of yeah. wo- how, how, what kind of... Uh, how the United States have come to where they are now. Mm. Like, it's it's... Mm. It, it feels like from these periods of time, say, like it's kind of absurd to even even mm. think about it. And he puts that woman exactly opposite of any other would put. Mm. They would put it her in a protected, beautiful, you know, a, a unable of anything a mm. person. This what what's normally a woman. In those times, oh yeah, in the, the woman, yeah, mm. and he puts it upside down, uh, completely opposite. Mm. That it's a woman that gets more and more bloody, bloody, bloody. Is vile, vile with no civilization at all. Is completely base, and so that's opposite of what you'd expect a woman to show in a Western. And a lot of the of the dialogue is whore. Everything is whore. The door is a whore, and the, the weather is a whore, and everything is a whore, and the woman is a whore. So it's. <laughs> I didn't Yeah, there was a whore of the all the time, and then here we have to mention also this. Uh, uh, Relations to other movies that he takes from other movies, mm. all all the time he takes parts from other movies mm. in any every kind of way, and also from his own movies nowadays, like on under the floor and so on with the, the glorious bastards. It starts with the Jews under the floor, mm. and, and uh, what was the other? Those, um, Tim Roth kind of ends up in a very. Exact moment, like, yeah, that's a spoiler about. Ah, okay. Once was it Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Tim Roth kind of really reflects his character in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, uh, and Maxon, Michael Maxon. And sometimes, too. sometimes feels like, yeah, yeah, and sometimes it feel, felt like Tim Roth is kind of. I was thinking, like, if he's actually thinking in his head that he's actually playing the character from Reservoir Dogs. Because it, it felt like exactly the same body movement and things uh, in that exact one specific mm. moment in the movie. And then when you think that uh, Samuel Jackson is uh, wounded, 
Everyone's wounded in that film, in movies, so it's not revelation. Sooner or later, they are all wounded. <laughs> the horror film. <laughs> so Samuel Jackson is wounded, and then in the, he forgets all of the time he talks and talks and makes these things, and he forgets his, like it's kind of acting, like a theater. That is, nobody who is wounded like that can relax and laugh in the meanwhile. No one. It's not possible. It's a staged. It's yeah. a theater. So, obviously by purpose. Mm. Yeah, also the, the sheriff. Sheriff. Guy, he mm. also kind of forgets sometimes that he's wounded. Like, yeah. Also, uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I have to lean on this. And story. I already thought that, yeah. oh, how they will get out of there because they can't walk and they can't do this and that. And I'm very worried. But they are not worried. <laughs> they, they forget that. And also they are pulling the rope in <laughs> the end and they are totally wounded, but they have all the power yes, to pull the rope. Yes, to pull the rope. Like, with such a heavy weight, like, it's unbelievable. Mm. Like, a lot of, so fake. And mm. the violence is just mm. absurd. Mm. Like, Absurd! It's There's like not, in the thing. I haven't seen the thing, but I can imagine that it would be like that. Like no, but the thing is like it's even worse. No, no, no. The thing is a gory movie. Like you know, that's a gory movie. I think this hateful. Yeah, movie. yeah, but this this hateful eight, it's laughable. Yeah, it's laughable. Yeah, you can laugh at the horror bullets. I uh, was kind of ashamed of laughing, but I couldn't help myself. I was laughing. I suppose the thing is also laughable, but it, in the, the thing there is like a monster. Nah. And the monster is really Maybe he's reflecting this monster. monster to it's this. It's one of the most horrible looking Maybe monsters. here is a, is a... Now I got the idea that this hateful eight shows a monster which is invisible. The monster of what's going on in America. Yeah. Something the like thing. It's, it's the thing in absurd, the middle of that yeah, cabin. It's totally absurd and horrible. Like yeah. It's the whole... The, the, it, it kind of brings together the whole the history of the United States and the way people have behaved with each other, mm. which is just horrible. And then when it when it, the things turn there and mm. the, the story is changed... It, one notch. Mm. So the Bruce then, we, we have seen him as a, of course, we love him from uh, from as a Bruce Dern. We yeah. love him from Nebraska and we love him from all kinds of things. <laughs> so he's sitting there as a lovable man, but he's a general of, uh, of the South. And he's mm. sitting in, the, in one place and he pr he's, when you l learn later what happened before, as Tarantino <laughs> turns us that, okay, let's leave this horrible now and let's see what happened before. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so if we, when we learn what happened before, so then we know only why Bruce Dern is Bruce Dern there, sitting there and doing whatever. It explains, it whatever. It explains yeah. So actions. it turns act actions in another way, what you thought. You thought first different and then you know better. That way, but but about the acting, ah. like because I, from Bruce Dern, like that um, Bruce Dern sits the, most of the time in the, like all the time in, in his chair in front of the fireplace. In front of the fire, but he's one of the best actors in the whole. It will work. It's amazing how yeah. 
how stable like he was with that character hmm. in a way and in the beginning I was feeling like felt something off but mm. then we are kind of explained why why he's he like is, that. he's kind of like that and it kind of ex- really and he told me like wow okay he's uh, really 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 good in his acting and he was also like one of the um, I felt like one of the most kind of realistic characters of the whole yeah because if I, yeah, but it was quiet because when you are quiet, no, no, you're no. not talking uh, potaska. No, no, no. Like Kurt Russell. He wasn't quiet. Like <laughs> they, people, he was also talking a lot about things, and he was really racist and everything. But it felt like this is exactly what kind of person would live. Yeah. Here. Like if you talk, if he, you look at Kurt Russell, it's like yeah, this kind of it's caricaturing western yeah. spaghetti western. But Bruce Dern is exactly like that. That kind of people were. I felt like this Bruce Dern acted, he was a general of the South, mm-hmm. so he took that exactly like the coat of the general. When he dressed it, he was that. He had all the past, he had experienced all those wars and the general and the fights and the battles mm-hmm. and all. He was that person, really. He acted that yeah. he had passed all those battles and done and been racist and done all mm-hmm. those things. And and also like um, I I I agree with you like in the end Kurt Russell felt like a little bit uh, weird although I really like Kurt Russell and I I like looking at him in movies he he's has this I never he, liked him so much but I I, I know I have noticed myself changing and <laughs> so. but I I really think that he had very good acting in this movie like he's. He, he could shift in very well, like into this, like very, like, uh, like this, this uh, asshole guy, and then suddenly he would have in his eyes, like I was watching his eyes, yeah, I also and his eyes, his eyes sometimes had this weird warmness mm. and sympathy, like, like he was kind of he a was this blue-eyed one. But in in the West, the spaghetti westerns, you have all those blue eyes. Yeah, but Kurt Russell used this really well, mm. and it was really good acting. And then uh, I really liked the sheriff guy. He was really, <laughs> you know, really. I, I I cannot understand that he was an actor. He was like so much into the southern action and mannerism. A simpleton, like <laughs> it was very weird. Because <laughs> I I don't know the actor, but it it worked perfectly. And ah, and this um, there were some, uh, yeah. You want to say? Well, well, there was this a lot of, but few, few of the great moments. No, I just loved those moments, which were sadly things, but part of the whole. Like when the uh, who was it? Kurt Russell. He said to those three guys, "Go to the wall." Mm. Yeah, it was him who go to the wall, and they went to the wall yeah. of the cabin, and then he said <laughs> that take those <laughs> those uh, snow snow uh, shoes away. Mm. So one took the snow shoe away from and threw it, and the other one took also separately. It was not a sidely thing; it was a main thing, like like okay. Take it off and then 
threw it also away, and then they stood there. Wow, what? It was what? But it was wonderful to see. I loved that thing. And another wonderful thing which I loved. I I now revealed this, but you can enjoy it anyway. It's not uh, crucial to the story. So the other one was when the man came. He said, "I'll never go out again." And then he came uh, inside. He went. He was so cold. He went to the wall and took the bear, uh, bear uh, skin. skin and wrapped it around him and went <laughs> straight backward to the fire. And we never saw him. It was just like a man. I'm sure it's from some movie somewhere. It must be because why else would he have done it? It's no point, really, no point. He had could have taken a blanket or something, but he took the bearskin and he went to lie in front. It must have meant something to Tarantino. We are losing a lot when we don't know, and we later only maybe see these films. Yeah, yeah. And later yeah. he just threw away the bearskin and then went with the others. There was like this. Uh, I saw some days ago, like on internet, there was this video interview with Tarantino, and there was like uh, five movies you should see before seeing Hateful Eight. Ah, okay. And I don't, I didn't see the list, yeah. it was kind of interesting, but uh, when we went to see this movie, I was like, ah, oh, now I didn't see the Yeah, uh, why didn't you see? Movie, yeah. Five movies, and maybe there is a clue to it. It must be, th- those things, they must... Re- reveal something about other films. Why else would they be? But I love them anyway. I love them anyway, even if I don't know. Yeah. And uh, what else? Well, uh, can I can I go into um, the things that I didn't like about the movie? Ah, there were things you didn't like in the movie? Actually, I wasn't that, that into the movie. I was like, the thing about Tarantino and with Jiang Wan Chain and all these histories, like when I started to watch Jiang Wan Chain, like the experience for me, mm. and yeah, I'm now getting back like less with my hatred, because I don't want to really hate his movies, and, but uh, when I started to watch Jiang Wan Chain, I was totally into it, like I was totally, I have this feeling like when I start seeing his movies or any other it's like I I'm open mm-hmm. I'm totally open like mm-hmm. just give me anything mm-hmm. you know like I'm willing to like this movie I don't have any pre mm-hmm. uh, ideas about it and everything mm-hmm. and Tiang Wan changed slowly quite fast uh, like it's, it started to irritate me more and more and at the end of it I was totally like I was actually almost laughing uh, shouting at the screen of, mm. of hatred um, which is stupid of course but like mm. the, um, I have strong opinions about it like why I think it doesn't really work that well mm. uh, and this time like I w- this was the second chance for me to see like a western from Tarantino and it opened again very promisingly like I'm totally open like I'm, I don't have anything against him and his western and everything and I don't, even though I don't like his couple of before movies even Inglorious Pastors I didn't like so much um, I was totally open to this one but then at some point I, I feel like with Tarantino we kind of start walking 
next to each other, and then at some point we just slipped away and we start walking other direction. Like I just don't, I cannot follow him anymore at mm. some point. And the, the because I don't know what moments with different things happened in the movie. Like I cannot say the half point because it was so long and mm. in the same spot. So I don't know what, what act was where or if there wasn't. Mm. But kind of pretty much the second half of the movie I was just not interested at all I just didn't have any interest in the character and the events and the story and I was like okay if somebody's interested to continue with this story they're totally welcome and they're awesome enjoy the movie but I'm getting less and less interested in this what's happening because so that's I'm what you didn't like in the movie well that's kind of what I'm trying to explain like mm, okay. how I felt but Uh, maybe and, and maybe I have to spoil a little bit about certain mm. because it's about the story, like uh-huh, okay. why the story happens. Yeah. Like, the main reason, like, and this is not a spoiler. Like, mm. now, from now on, like spoilers. Mm. Uh, the main thing about what happens in in the movie is that the 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 whole beginning and the whole setting of the story and, and of the whole uh, situation. Mm is that Kurt Russell, the hangman, wants to uh, bring the Daisy, Daily, Dewey, Daisy, Daisy uh, Jennifer Jason Lace, mm. uh, to be hanged. Mm. It's, he doesn't want to her to die. Mm. She has, he has this principle. And then at one point Kurt Russell dies, mm. the hangman. Mm. And Jennifer Jason Lake continues to live. From this point on, I lost it uh-huh. because, and there's a, for me there's a huge problem in this because it it changes the conditions of the setting because uh, we were talking earlier about the the whole the whole uh, the whole situation and the whole cabin is about the relations of these people and these characters and about the the. Um, The circumstances, what they are like, um, every everything kind of everybody is at their position because they have to be in their position. Mm. Like and in they a, don't shot have a choice. chess game, like they yeah. had a chess game there as a symbol. Yeah. Basically, mm. yeah. And and uh, as more and more we start to like be forced to feel that Jennifer Sajelay is the center piece of it even though it doesn't really... I, e- mm. Even in the end, I'm not convinced that why is she so important? Like, why would anybody ever, like, whatever? Yeah. I don't care about her, why anybody cares about her? Mm. And... Um, because we are forced that she's the centerpiece of it, then it becomes clear that she's the main kind of... She creates the circumstance of where Kurt Russell has to keep an eye on her and mm. why everything is secretive and... Uh, Blah blah blah. Mm. Then Kurt Russell dies. Mm. At this, uh, the whole my point is that from mm. this point on in the movie, Jennifer Jason Lake didn't have to be alive. Mm. So from that point on, because Kurt Russell was the main reason why nobody mm. killed Jennifer Jennifer Jason Lake and then have the money for her, mm. why didn't Samuel Jackson or anybody else just shoot her mm. right after Kurt Russell died? There was no point, no reason to let her live. 
She was just sitting there next to Kurt Russell's body and nobody did anything about her. Nobody had any reason to keep her alive. There was no sympathy. That's the whole point of the characters and the hateful hate, is that they don't have any sympathy or that they are hateful and they are ruthless. So just suit her and then deliver the body. Oh, you had a problem body. with the story. So, so when, when at that moment when she... Uh, mm. She start to just sit in the on the floor, and they put the other people on the on the wall. As Samuel Jackson goes into this Hercule Poirot investigation detective moment of trying to settle who poisoned the coffee and all this stupid stuff, I was on my head just thinking, why are you letting her be alive? Because that's yeah. the most dangerous thing you are doing. If you just shoot her, everything will be solved. Like mm. y- you, you would have like. Okay, stuff would have happened, but you don't know that. Mm. And in the end, okay, they they gave her gave him an explanation that he wanted to, like he was keeping her as a hostage to see who is the mystery guy. But who cares? Like at this point on, everybody can just kill anybody because of just Western laws. You know, Nobody yeah, the Hercule Poirot business in the there ended it. So, yeah. And after that, uh, so and yeah. and then and after this, it just kept going on. Total for me, totally unlogical behavior of, of characters that just started to uh, distract mm. and kind of started to. It's not. A, I don't want to say that. It just started to uh, feel off in a way that I. I cannot really be excited anymore about the story because for me the story ends. So you do you think that the critics who say that uh, ta- somebody should stop Tarantino is r- are right? Okay, and, that, and that's what we talked about when we came from the cinema. Is that I, I I have a problem with the movie of of the characters and of the story and of the like. Of, of these things like I, I and also like the whole uh, uh, I'm not really sure about um, caricaturic violence and all these things and the like for me it was just laughable I didn't really feel yeah, that laugh. much excited about it it wasn't for me there wasn't really much why I would even feel so fun about all this violence and gunfight and all these things like I there was because there wasn't any really real motives for me like because when when you use violence and you use action in the movie I it has to have certain like um, effect Hmm. why you use it and why is it in there and what does it mean for the characters you know to be for it to be exciting Hmm. and at certain point on, I just start to totally get lost with the characters, and I don't have any anchor, you know. Like for me, it just starts to become like just uh, a circus of violence that mm. doesn't really mean anything for me, and uh, things like this. And, and there is commentary in it, but that's just my opinion. That's just like how I felt. And I so just, this for is me, for me, it didn't give much like that violence. So that's what and you didn't like in the film. And I'm, I, I'm, and again, I'm not criticizing the violence itself. It's totally fine with me to have violence and all these things in this movie. And I don't say that it 
has to have a certain meaning or like it just didn't work for me in this movie and it kind of also felt many problems in Django Unchained uh, in other ways but like the the so I didn't like it that much it's there was a lot of things I liked about it but about the critics who are saying that Tarantino has to be stopped all these things I think no like he should continue making movies because he's one of the filmmakers in these days who really does something different and, and of his own and something different like that stands out and many I feel like there's so many movies that just do the same thing over and over again and I'm starting to get bored of the same stories and Young Unchained uh, I mean Hateful Eight it at least tries to do something different and it's very strong provocative in its slowliness and its commentary and even though it's, you can argue if it even has real value as a commentary then it still tries to say say something in its own way and own terms and it's very cinematic uh, so it's it's a very strong movie so nothing wrong with that like I like many details of how he does things and he does a lot of things but I it's I'm not super fan of Tarantino like, it's just mm. it's not a perfect filmmaker for me I'm starting to lose my touch with him. <laughs> yeah, I uh, ha- that happened to me in the uh, Inglorious Bastards. I didn't want to see it even in the beginning. It was a long time until I went to see it because mm-hmm. it's uh, no point for me to do Nazi thing in a different ending. When it's a history happen, a cruel thing happen, people so, so him does the different ending. But now, then I saw it. Okay, I uh, experienced and the Django I like because of Django, and this. But now in this hate, I had a problem with Tarantino mm. because uh, of course I like everybody else want him to do this reservoir dogs and things like that. Mm. This. Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Jackie Brown, yes, they're really great. So, uh, not the same, but something like that. No, it's level. But now he cooks these pots all the time. He cooks different pots. So uh, now, in this hateful eight, something happened to me that I somehow I realized that he has a point in these things. So he probably had this point in in the glo- inglorious bastards and the jungle unchained and now he he is a very busy man with his points. Mm-hmm. He's doing points, uh, his uh, view. So I like this um, hateful eight, mm-hmm. but it was an extremely hard thing to experience. It was not a relaxing feel. So I had a hard night even last night and everything. Yeah. So it's not a relaxing film like somebody like this Sorrentino's Youth where you can swim in it really and, and think 
a lot. Here you are all the time like rattled. <laughs> yeah. With also thinking and feeling, but rattled like, don't you want to feel already? Mm. I'm doing this and this and I don't feel already. And the great part in that movie Hateful Eight took that letter from Lincoln. Mm. So I think it was an important part in that. Also, the same effect as the when he made this uh, naked white man walk and torture him. Mm-hmm. He turned the things upside down. Uh, like, what would you think if uh, Lincoln had written to a white man? Mm-hmm. But he, what a craziness that he wrote to a black man. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? And so on. So he shakes things. And that's, uh, yeah, and also like that's um, I mean, that is recommendable. It it's, uh, deserves thanks. Mm. Yeah, and I liked about the, the way, like, these little little details about the characters. I really liked that they were so, there was a lot of background about, it felt like about the characters, like, it felt like they, they you could write a separate life, like make a movie about everything. Well, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. really felt like that's in a way. Like it, in the beginning, mm. in the end, I'm not so sure because, well, because of what is revealed, I feel like yeah, it kind of uh, disqualifies most of the characters as just you know, kind of nothing. But it's kind of simple to take the pistols into the sheet. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, like, uh, it's I, symbolic. I Take but the pistols to shit. Yeah, bury them in the shit. But but I like the little nuances, like for example, that the sheriff guy was a lot of going back and forth with with the south and the north thing. Like in a way that he was very oh. much from the south and he fought uh, mm. against the north, mm-hmm. and he. Racist about blacks and his uh, hand was all in blood, and he shows it a lot, and he tries yeah. it, and he took the letter even. Yeah, hand is all in blood. And yeah, and uh, <laughs> all these things. And the thing that um, that he he fought against the north, mm. and so his enemy was Lincoln. Mm. Lincoln was his enemy. Yeah, and he pres- represents all the ideology that he's against. Yeah, and Samuel Jackson, uh, black. My point about Lincoln, ah. that he's against Lincoln, and because uh, he lost uh, from the north, mm. and he re- he's a, he's the he's the ideology that he's against. But now he's the president, mm. and now he admires him somehow yeah. because he's the president so he's loyal to his country to his president even though it's against his loyal like ideology and I felt like that's again this weird absurdity about United States and about this the the two parties that are always against each other and about it felt like a commentary or something mm. about the nature of mentality about mm. United States what do like you this kind mm. of I like this kind of there were so yeah. many uh, nice touches of how he wrote the characters, and I felt like if, if I think it even more, like I really like the chapters, 
even made the courtesy to say last chapter. Yeah, he made. Not say like the yeah. short and then it just end. But yeah. Oh, how many chapters are there? Last chapter. Okay, <laughs> mm. don't have to watch this movie for long. Mm. Um, and I, I, I felt like it was because it was a theater, mm. but it was a cinematic theater. But first of all, it felt like a novel. It felt like a <laughs> book yeah. about the chapters yeah. and how he just describes yeah. the things going on. So it's, it was like a book made cinematic theater. Maybe he writes a history of America, yeah. states. But so I, I like the writing in that sense. Mm. What do you think about this coachman's hat with uh, hanging these blongy, blongy, blong. What are they? Well, it actually reminds me of Australian hats. Mm. Because Australians yeah. have these things. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Or if it's and there was problem. another there was uh, one thing I wanted to say also. That there was another point where New Zealand was. Mm. This blonde woman who came early <laughs> was from New Zealand, from Auckland. Mm. And when this poor woman, this Jennifer Chesson Lay, start to <coughs> play the guitar and sing that song, mm-hmm. that song was important song. She was, she was singing. What I felt like she was singing from about Australia. Mm. Like to me, well, New South Wales. I've been to New South Wales. It's mm. uh, where Sydney's, mm. and and there's. Uh, the place where she was all the time mm-hmm. mentioning, and the pirates, mm-hmm. they came the pirates, and then it was connecting to that story in the cabin also. Mm-hmm. It, she was singing about the story in the cabin at the same time. But also, I felt like she's singing about Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. That was a point. Mm-hmm. And they are in, some, in the snowy cabin on the mountain in America. It didn't add, add up. Yeah. But it had a, probably Tarantino point. Mm. It was a wonderful song, I think. Yeah. I liked it. And it was a weird because there was this story about this guitar that that it was supposedly a very old guitar from uh, and some museum is now angry about Tarantino and about the movie that they destroyed this guitar. And there was, uh, I, I was thinking about this when they showed the guitar. That okay, this is what the news. Was yeah. About. I didn't read the news, but there was like the title of it. And hmm. uh, then when Kurt Russell destroys it, Jennifer Jason Leigh had had this very weird, um, shocking reaction to it, which was kind of out of character. Hmm. And I felt like was that the yeah, moment he, when like, she was script. like re- reality shocked. Because they destroyed the guitar or something, and he was didn't know how to react to this, and and yeah, then it just goes on, and he becomes kind of again his her own self character, and it's kind of so it was just a weird moment, and I was thinking about the guitar, but who knows? But I don't think I'll ever forget those beady eyes in the middle of all that blood. The woman's beady eyes, the black eyes, you know, like balls there. Nothing else living. 
I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care anything uh, about her. It was totally. But that's mo- was probably like it was designed to be that yeah, you don't care about the woman, which normally you write just love the woman in the story. She's the beauty of and everything. So this was uh, not. I didn't even think that there was anything hateful about her. She was just a gangster mm. in a way. Like not, it wasn't psychopath or anything. Like there was, there no. was nothing horrible about no. her. There was, was nothing horrible. A murderer. She was horrible looking. Like I'm, that's one of the also like everybody was. It's a hateful aid, and everybody has been telling about how hateful these are, and you're going to hate these people. So, no, I think it was the hateful aid. Is the movie and not the. I'm, I'm like I was a little bit disappointed in the end how, how like, like unimaginative. Some of these characters were like some of the stories and everything. These were interesting. But it but is a theater, like a st- it was a stage. Yeah, but there, like there, there's nothing psychopathic about anybody in this movie. Like no, just they were just in the criminals. wild west. Yeah, no yeah. criminals. For me, it was just uh, about how absurd the western is and about this. But yeah, know, probably maybe that's what you want but to I say. Don't know. That's how absurd the West is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the commentary about it. So I'm just kind of maybe about people's. What I felt ab- about, about these uh, characters who were all very articulate, mm. uh, like I said already, that it's uh, incredible that they were talking like that. They wouldn't be in reality, those people were not so civilized as they could talk like that. Mm. In uh, articulate and uh, exact way explaining themselves broadly and <laughs> so on. These rednecks who just kill us. Yeah, like Samuel Jackson especially felt like a little bit from modern times. Yeah. Well, he was shot all over and then he's laughing there for some joke. Oh, not uh, realistic. And then together this southern and the northern, the northern black and the southern sheriff, Together hanging the rope. It's absurd. It's kind of a symbolic, no? They came together in the end to drag the rope together. Yeah. There's a lot of this symbolism and commentary, and but in the end, I feel like I don't know how much it actually like. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I just feel like I don't care. <laughs> also, why would do we have this uh, podcast if I you don't care? Yeah. I I I like a lot about the movie, and I agree that there's a lot of commentary about it. But I don't know. Maybe for me, I just like, would you recommend like, to see it? Feel like I like in a way we know about all these ups like this like to say uh, like for me like. Like there's there is there has been a lot of movies about black history and all this cruelty that has been happening to it and what what does this add? What are all these Tarantino's commentary? It turns the things upside down. Lincoln writes to a black man and so on. Yeah, but is that really shocking? Is that really a commentary? For Americans, new? maybe it's shocking. Mm. It makes them twirl the socks. Mm. Uh, for us, uh, we have been uh, being uh, equal for a long time. 
then in that sense you think like it doesn't work because I'm not American. I don't know. I but you I, like th- it. I think for I'm you, trying. For you it's shocking and for you it's I, I like it. I like it. It's like an, uh, a stagecoach opera, like a western. Yeah, that's great. And uh, done very carefully, mm-hmm. uh, professionally, with all kinds of details, which is wonderful. Mm. And this uh, horrible uh, blood and killing and the gore. Mm. It's, it's. I, I'm not specially, specially liking such things. Mm-hmm. But yet, come on, somehow came to. There were po- good points like a Morricone's music and thing which uh, yeah. compensate. Cinematic, it works mm. great, and it, there's good writing, and characters, and all these things. And I'm, I'm, for me. The story just becomes unlogical and hard to follow for myself and the commentary in the end I feel like I don't know how much it adds in the end like how because it so much wants to be a commentary yeah, but, but I don't know if it's that uh, I'm I don't know it could be but in the end I don't know how effective commentary but is that, I don't know how much it does I don't know, maybe it does. In the end, what I think is that uh, Tarantino is a director, a good director, mm-hmm. but not especially my director. Like Visconti is my director, Scorsese. and Sorrentino, Scorsese is my director, and Sorrentino. Those are my f- deep felt directors. And Tarantino, I sympathize because he's, he's good. Mm-hmm. In his, uh, he loves films, movies. Mm-hmm. That he does. He loves. He lives movies. Mm-hmm. So I give him uh, credit. Yeah. Would you recommend it to people? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would recommend it. It's, it's a great movie. It's I don't know uh, how much people actually enjoy it. It's such a long it depends dialogue. Does it like there's a lot of violence, so if you like violence, then you were great. Like, people were laughing a lot about the characters, and they seem to like it. So it, it seems to be a cool movie for cool people to go and see a cool western with cool Tarantino characters. And he seems to be very successful nowadays with this. So apparently you like it, so go and see it. But maybe I don't like... For me, it didn't. Yeah, for me, it was too, too much, like too much gore and things. But I like to know what Tarantino does, so I'm happy I saw it, and he did it well. Mm. Yeah, so that's it. How many points would you give? Uh, this I have to think later, because it spoiled my night. <laughs> many movies seem to. Spoil. Like ah, when, no. you, when you see like provocative yeah provocative yeah movies. but Sorrentino doesn't and uh, Visconti doesn't and so, so but you still like to go and see these provocative films I like to know what he's doing yeah but in general I, I mean like you, yeah. you see a horror movie or yes. vampire movie and then you, you have a bad night 
No, vampires don't do to me, but we have to talk about them other times. <laughs> I like to have fun. Yeah. So I yeah, laughed a lot in this Tarantino film. Yeah, very They were laughing, at, they were killing each other and splitting the blood and things and everything. I laughed because there's a, that was laughable. I think that's what we can it was agree ridiculous. on. We can agree on in the end that it was a very laughable movie. Yeah, ridiculous things happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Yeah, I think that's all. I, yeah, I also have to think about my points, so we are not going, give, going to give any points yeah, no. for this movie. Mm. And we, we had this gift of uh, the same weather as in the film. Yeah, so that wonderful. Was yeah, wonderful there was experience. There a lot of nice things. Yeah, a lot of nice things. It was really nice to go and see. Yes. It wasn't. So that's, <laughs> that's cool. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. Goodbye. Bye.